This is Alert USA Threat Journal, Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, October 7th, 2023. This week in security news, there is an increasing amount of public talk about both Russia and the U.S. potentially resuming nuclear weapons tests. This week, Russian President Vladimir Putin attended a session of the Valdai Discussion Club in Sochi, during which he warned that Russia may revoke its ratification of the 1996 Comprehensive Nuclear Test Ban Treaty because it has still not been ratified by the U.S. Quoting Putin, experts say that with new weapons it is necessary to make sure the warhead will work without failures and that nuclear tests should be carried out. I'm not ready to say now whether we need to conduct tests or not, but it is possible to mirror the actions of the United States when they signed the treaty but did not ratify it but this is a question for the deputies of the state Duma. One day later, Mikhail Ulyanov, Russia's envoy to the Comprehensive Nuclear Test Ban Treaty Organization, announced that Russia will revoke its ratification of the treaty. Also this week, Russia issued several NOTAMs, or notices to mariners for the Barents Sea, one of which encompasses an area used in the past for nuclear tests. The set of NOTAMs may be a part of Russia's upcoming annual strategic nuclear exercises. Just last week, CNN published an analysis of satellite images showing increased activity at nuclear test sites in Russia, the U.S., and China. According to the report, the satellite images from the past three to five years show new tunnels under mountains, new roads and storage facilities, as well as increased vehicle traffic coming in and out of the sites. According to Jeffrey Lewis, a professor at the James Martin Center for Nonproliferation Studies at the Middlebury Institute, quote, there are really a lot of hints that we're seeing that suggest Russia, China, and the United States may resume nuclear testing. Another analyst on the project, retired Air Force Colonel Cedric Lighton, also reviewed the images of the Three Powers nuclear sites and came to a similar conclusion. Quote, it is very clear that all three countries, Russia, China, and the United States, have invested a great deal of time, effort, and money in not only modernizing their nuclear arsenals, but also when preparing the types of activities that would be required for a test. Shifting over to Ukraine, this past Sunday, an op-ed by former UK Defense Secretary Ben Wallace in the Telegraph newspaper revealed that the average age of a Ukrainian soldier fighting on the front lines is over 40 years old. While Wallace called on Ukraine to find younger men in their population to do the fighting, the situation tragically suggests that many of the young men who did not flee at the beginning of the war have already been killed or severely wounded. Alert USA sources report that the average age of Russian soldiers on the front line is between 25 and 30. Also this week, on Thursday, Poland's Ministry of Defense announced the deployment of a Patriot air defense system at Warsaw's airport in order to protect the capital city. And in a final piece of related news, it is reported this week that North Korea has begun shipping heavy artillery and ammunition to Russia for use in the Ukraine conflict. This move comes after Kim Jong-un's six-day trip to Russia, during which he visited key military and technology sites, including assembly lines for both cruise missiles and fighter aircraft. Turning now to the Caribbean, on Monday, Alert USA subscribers were notified that the UN Security Council had approved the deployment of a Kenya-led multinational security mission to Haiti in order to combat criminal gangs that have taken control of the capital, Port-au-Prince. The resolution authorizes the multinational security support mission to, quote, take all necessary measures to stem the violence. Kenya has initially offered 1,000 personnel and will lead the mission. Several Caribbean nations have also offered to participate, including Jamaica, the Bahamas, and Antigua and Barbuda. The White House has pledged logistics and financial support. To give listeners an idea of the challenge, according to the UN, 
Haiti has recorded more than 3,000 homicides and more than 1,500 kidnappings for ransom between January and September of this year alone. At least two of those were Americans. Approximately one year ago, 16 American missionaries and one Canadian were also kidnapped and released after approximately two months. Four months before that, Haiti's president was assassinated. While it is unclear when the multinational force is expected to arrive, Secondary language training will likely be required as Haitian Creole and French are the two primary spoken languages of Haiti. Shifting back to the U.S. On Tuesday evening, AlertUSA subscribers were notified via SMS messages of an active shooter situation unfolding at Morgan State University in Baltimore. Four males and one female were transported to area hospitals after suffering gunshot wounds. Police believe the incident was the result of a dispute between two small groups, of which none of the victims were a part. They were all bystanders. No suspects are in custody, and the Baltimore police are asking the public's help in identifying four subjects of interest seen in surveillance film. Next up, similar to our reporting back in March, and again five months before that, the nation is experiencing another large wave of hoax 911 calls reporting active shooters in schools across dozens of states. According to a detailed report in the Washington Post, In the past year, more than 500 schools in the U.S. have been subjected to a coordinated campaign, which at times group calls state by state and district by district. Here at Alerts USA, we can attest to that number as we track several of these incidents on a daily basis for reportability to our subscribers. The hoax calls are referred to as swatting. The term denotes a call that falsely reports an act of violence in progress or about to occur. In each instance, the resulting tactical law enforcement response must be treated as real and can result in dangerous outcomes. As an example, earlier this year, police in Saginaw Township, Michigan, responded to a swatting call at a local school and forced entry into the building by ramming a police cruiser through the locked front doors. Listeners are reminded that while certain incident types and tactics have received more media coverage than others, swatting scenarios have included bomb threats, active shooter reports, threats of an imminent shooting rampage, hostage scenarios, and threats involving chemical, biological, radiological, nuclear, and explosive materials. As before, what remains a big unknown is the motive for the coordinated calls. Is the goal simply to spread fear, or perhaps an effort to gauge response time and tactics, or perhaps to divert resources and focus law enforcement attention away from a certain area where an actual crime is to be carried out? AlertUSA urges continued caution and vigilance on the part of parents, teachers, administrators, and other school employees. Next up, listeners are reminded that the Department of Homeland Security has issued an updated national assessment warning that the threat of foreign and domestic terrorism remains high and that this threat environment is expected to continue into 2024. In addition to the challenges posed by a broad cross-section of domestic terrorists, foreign terrorist groups like al-Qaeda and ISIS are seeking to rebuild overseas and they maintain worldwide networks of supporters that could seek to target the homeland. Among state actors, DHS expects Iran to remain the primary sponsor of terrorism and will continue to plot attacks against current and former U.S. government officials in retaliation for the 2020 death of IRGC Quds Force commander and designated foreign terrorist Qasem Soleimani. Next up, in travel security news, On Monday, the Transportation Security Administration issued a press release revealing that TSA had stopped more than 1,800 firearms at airport checkpoints nationwide during the third quarter alone, which ended September 30th. The total for the first three quarters is a whopping 5,072 firearms discovered during security checks. According to TSA, if a passenger brings a firearm to a security checkpoint, 
The TSO will contact local law enforcement to safely take possession of the firearm. The law enforcement officer may also arrest or cite the passenger, depending on local laws. TSA may also impose a civil penalty of nearly $15,000. Next up, Alert USA once again reminds listeners of a U.S. State Department worldwide caution currently in effect, warning of the continuing threat of terrorist attacks, demonstrations, and other violent actions against U.S. citizens and interests overseas. With this in mind, those listeners planning travel outside of U.S. borders would be wise to take a few minutes to check out the U.S. State Department's travel website, as well as that of the CDC, for safety, security, and health considerations for your particular destination. In addition to U.S. government travel guidance, it is also highly useful to visit the equivalent websites of the Canadian, Australian, and U.K. governments to see what those nations have to say about your destination, as the content of security assessments can vary widely. Links to those foreign government sites can also be found in the weekly threat journal email newsletter. Finally, Alert USA also recommends international travelers take a few minutes to register your trip with the State Department's Smart Traveler Enrollment Program so you can receive important security updates directly from the U.S. mission in your destination country. All of these resources are easy, they're free, and considering the increase in tensions and violence around the world, these simple steps could actually save your life if you just avail yourself of the tools. If you would like to receive Homeland Security-related threat and incident alerts on your mobile device, such as those mentioned in this podcast, visit AlertsUSA.com. AlertsUSA continues to monitor the overall domestic and international threat environment and will immediately notify service subscribers via SMS messages and email of new alerts, warnings and advisories, or any other factors which signal a change in the overall threat picture for American citizens as events warrant. This has been an Alert USA Threat Journal, Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, October 7th, 2023.